Welcome to SouthPod. Back in March, the World Health Organization said that testing should be the backbone of the global response to tackling the pandemic. Testing is vital in helping us to understand the scale of the disease and how it is evolving in our communities. Here in the Southern Trust, we have set up our own testing team. And to tell us more about this work, I'm joined today by consultant microbiologist, Angel Bullis, and online by management trainee, Annie Wiggum. Girls, you're very welcome. Annie, if I come first to you, um, you'd been working as a teacher before coming to us in the Trust. So tell us, how did you end up finding yourself developing the Trust testing service? Yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah, my background is very much as a um, secondary school teacher um, teaching history and politics. And um, I moved to Northern Ireland and started the NHS management trainee scheme in September 2018. Um, I recently joined the Southern Trust as the third of my placements and the final placement um, in December. And little did I know that um, the NHS and the kind of world was about to be rocked with a global pandemic. Um, I suppose my role um, wasn't really to do with um, coronavirus up until um, quite early, well, it was quite early on actually, it was in the February um, where one of the assistant directors had passed on the on-call phone to me um, because they were getting lots of uh, queries from GPs and he said, don't worry Annie, you'll probably get one or two calls a day. Um, and I did for the first week and I remember going away and coming back on the Monday and on that Monday um, I'd gone from six calls on the Friday to 150 calls that, that Monday as um, we realised what the scale of this pandemic would look like. And so I suppose from there it's kind of organically grown. Initially we were testing um, people referred by GPs in the community. This was in uh, late February, early March time. And then our testing strategy has changed, which I'm sure Angel can enlighten us a little bit about. So we're now rolled out and um, set up a staff testing service for those healthcare workers doing really vital frontline work um, for the patients in the Southern Trust. So turning to you, Angel, um, how did microbiology come to be working alongside Annie then to set up this service? Yeah, so um, I guess um, it was just on the, if I go back to the 10th of January, um, is the date that the SARS-CoV-2 genome sequence actually became available. And very quickly we realised that this was something we were going to have to get a test for locally. And um, we're very proud in microbiology that it was um, just over two months later in March that we got our test locally within our microbiology lab in the Southern Trust. Um, which I think is a huge achievement and a great um, credit to the microbiology um, laboratory staff. Annie and I um, made links early in the process of testing. Initially, we were only able to test uh, you know, patients with symptoms, but then as we built capacity and um, in line with the government advice, we were able to add in the healthcare worker testing. So. Um, Annie's team have been pivotal in rolling that out and we worked together early on to get the processes in place to ensure it was done in a robust way and quick turnaround of results and a relay of those results to the staff. So that local service, did that improve the turnaround time? Was it in yeah. Belfast previously? So um, initially before we were um, able to get testing in the Southern Trust in Northern Ireland, there's a regional virus lab in Belfast. So. Before we were set up, we were sending samples to Belfast. Um, whenever we brought testing in locally, we were 
able to get the turnaround time um, from about six hours um, uh, up until the usual turnaround time is six to 24 hours. Um, there are still instances now with um, testing that we do still utilise Belfast Lab and we have a good working relationship with Belfast as we've always prioritised uh, patient samples um, over the healthcare worker samples. But the turnaround time, even with, with using Belfast, is, is very good now as well. And how, how many tests would we do locally each day? So we have a capacity at the moment for 120 tests per day. Uh, actually in May we have extended our repertoire to include a, a second test, a, a rapid test. This, there's a limited number of these uh, of about 15 per day as well and those have a turnaround time of one hour but um, we have to use those carefully in uh, clinical scenarios in which the result, the urgent result, um, has the most impact. And I'm assuming it's not just the two of you doing this yourselves. Um, Annie, do you have a team of people involved in, in this service? Yes, um, initially it actually was just me, uh, which was um, very fun at the beginning and um, it was became quite clear and uh, we were actually working uh, a lot at the beginning with um, the respiratory specialist nurses who were fantastic out of two north, so we had um, a lot of staff there who were coming in testing. And obviously as the pandemic increased in its size and its severity, those were the exact staff that were needed back on the wards because they were respiratory specialists and they had done such a brilliant job with helping us test, but needed to go and deal with the patients who were deteriorating and doing such a good job back on the ward. So we had to set up a service um, from nothing really. So um, the lead nurse um, in acute uh, and I kind of worked out a way to help our service be run by people whose potentially jobs were not there anymore for them. And um, so I'm thinking of people from dermatology who had their service collapsed because of the new ED and um, people who have come out of governance and out of um, nurse education. We have such a brilliant, um, and again, the, our, our kind of our staff base keeps on growing and changing as people go in and out of roles. And what I'm most happy about is staff that can't really do their clinical role because of underlying health conditions or shielding because of someone at home are able to join our team. So that is our, um, that's our swabbing team and our triage team. And it's a lot of fun with them. And it's brilliant to see the whole hospital really working together and people who've never met each other, school nurses, breast care nurses, tissue viability, now working in a really um, dynamic team together. And um, alongside that, we have our doctor um, doctor team as well of medics who, for other reasons, um, can't be doing their clinical roles at the moment. And they are the ones uh, giving out the positive results. Um, and they are just brilliant. It's lovely to be um, communicating them with them and being able to, although it's not their normal clinical role um, and it might not be as exciting um, as their clinical role, but it's brilliant to be able to liaise with them and they do such a brilliant job in ensuring patient safety and care. Uh, they give out those results and they actually follow those people's results up and making sure that um, three days later, four days later, if someone is clinically of a concern they are bringing them back up and actually often they find that they're bringing back people just in terms of not clinical concerns but because those people might be living alone or scared or lonely so they're doing a much bigger job than just clinically actually they're being holistically fa fantastic so really really proud of them and i'm sure people getting that phone call are hugely relieved 
Absolutely. So um, I suppose we have our nurses to give out our negative results and our doctors to give out those positive results. And um, it's been a lovely way of um, communicating and kind of having a, a bit of a good thing to do in this uh, crisis because actually you have people who are self-isolating in their bedroom with their children downstairs and actually that result, that negative result can mean that they can be go back to being a mum or a dad again which is really amazing um, and I mean we've had people crying on the phone and I suppose it's just it shows you the anxiety and the huge human impact this has had because we've also had lots of staff just so excited to go back to work and that's something we never thought we would see I think um, sometimes you just think oh people will want to stay at home and kind of but people are like can I come back now and um, I'm negative does that mean I can come back to work and obviously with the right kind of Department of Health, we always follow those guidelines to make sure that they are completely asymptomatic before they're back at work. But it's been really pleasantly surprising to see just how much people want to get back to work and, and want to get back to helping at the front line again. So it's been brilliant. And have you an idea, Annie, of how many days saved then that people would have otherwise have been stuck at home and have been able to get back to work? Yeah, absolutely. So our service exists so that people who are self-isolating because of coronavirus symptoms do not need to self-isolate anymore if they're negative. So if obviously if they have symptoms themselves, it's a seven-day self-isolation period. And if it's one of their household contacts who's symptomatic, it's a 14-day self-isolation period. So our team exists so that people can actually get a result and then potentially return to work earlier than they would have without testing. So initially, I did these calculations where we looked at how many people we've screened, which is, I think, 3,000 now. And we've worked out that we've saved nearly 10,000 days for the NHS over the past few months by testing and having that testing regime up and running. Angel, I'm just going to come back to you. It would be remiss of me not to ask. It was all over the news this week about the new antibody test. Um, I, I know some have been describing this as a game changer and will really help to inform as we start to ease lockdown. And I, I just would love to know, what is your, what's your view on this? Yeah, so currently the test we use will tell you um, someone if they have the virus at that current time. Um, this new antibody test um, gives uh, is a very reliable marker of uh, recent past infection um, so it will tell someone if their recent illness was um, the COVID-19. Um, there, there are still some uncertainties around what that result will mean and exactly where we will use it um, in terms of how long that immunity would last. Um, we are already in progress with um, getting that test available locally and we'll be doing that cohesively as a region um, and guided with our um, virology colleagues and public health. Um, we know from other coronaviruses that immunity may be a year or two years so there's still some questions that we'll have over what this test will mean. It certainly is valuable in helping to explain the spread of the pandemic through the mm -hmm. community and it certainly will be one of the ways in which the easing of lockdown could be informed and it is very accurate in um, detecting recent infections so I think time will mm -hmm. tell um, but it is definitely an exciting progression and we're, that's our new challenge now, we're working to, to get that in locally and we would hope to have that um, fairly soon. 
That's, so this the test then is going to let you know if you've been infected in the past, but it doesn't tell you if you're protected well into the future. And I suppose, do you envisage a time where, I know it's not the same as flu, but with flu you would have the annual vaccine. Is that something that we could potentially be looking at with coronavirus in the future, that uh, an annual vaccination scheme around it? Yes, um, I, I think that is uh, a possibility. The influenza virus that causes flu and this coronavirus um, it's, it's different, we wouldn't expect it to change at the same speed, but I, I do think that in keeping with other coronaviruses that we have or that cause the common cold, um, the immunity tends to last between a year or two years. So it is very plausible that maybe if a vaccine becomes available that you may need further doses, you may need a booster, it may be yearly. Um, mm -hmm. So again, with time, um, we will uh, learn more about that. And so all of this information and intelligence that you're gathering now will really help to inform us going forward. I think, Annie, it was you who said it's almost like holding a microscope up to the community. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. I suppose um, the thing is with most existing diseases that have happened for a long time is that we know quite a lot about what is to know about those diseases, whereas I suppose um, we're really on the cutting edge of the front line here um, in terms of understanding how this disease is infecting people and looking at and um, and you can relate the new stories that you hear um, on the TV and, um, and newspapers back to examples that we know about from our trust and um, in terms of those symptoms and those recurrence of symptoms. It's fascinating to discover these at the same time that nationally and globally they may be being discovered as well. And we're really hoping that the information and the kind of way that we are looking at testing will help to feed into uh, not just a Southern Trust strategy, but can help to inform a national strategy as well. So finally, Annie, if any of our staff members or their family feels that they need uh, a test for COVID-19, what do they do? Brilliant question, Ruth. So um, the person who is self-isolating and um, because either of their symptoms or a family member's symptoms needs to phone up occupational health, there's a dedicated um, phone line there for occupational health and um, the nurse in occupational health will um, talk them through um, their symptoms and the need to self-isolate. Um, their information is then passed to my team and the testing team, and we, um, one of our nurses there will contact them and arrange an appointment. Um, these appointments all take place in Craig Avon Area Hospital, and that person can drive up because it's a um, kind of a drive-through testing pod. And um, so instructions are given about where to go and that person drives up and is tested in their car. So there's no risk to them at all. And they're, they're administered a throat and a nose swab, but then they are sent on their way. And that swab is then um, delivered to the labs and uh, it's then tested for a couple of genes. Angel, is that right? Yeah. And then that result then will come back to us um, within 48 hours regarding whether they're positive or negative. And then one of our doctors or team will be in touch with them um, with that result and with the um, subsequent clinical information that they need. That's brilliant. Annie and Angel, thank you very much.